everyone. Welcome to the Foose Sports Network podcast. It's Friday evening at 5.30, and you guessed it, Tom and I are at it again. Off to another football game here on this fall evening in Ohio. Um, We're going to get to the high school games here. We'll go through the same way we did them the last week, and we'll get this rolling. Um, We're going to start again with the big schools like we did last week. Another really big game. and Actually, we talked about Menor last week. Well, they actually were defeated by Solon in an upset last week, 29-28 in overtime. So Menor turns around tonight. They got another tough one because they're at Euclid, who's number three in Region 1. Menor is number one still in Region 1. Both teams are 7-1, and one, but Euclid's only loss is by 15 points to Ignatius. So this is one of the best Euclid teams they've probably ever had. Um, the game is at Euclid. What do you think about this one with Menor coming off a tough loss to Solon? Well, I think Menor bounces back. I think obviously um, this was a really close game, and uh, it was a taxing game. Anytime high school kids are taken past a four-quarter game, you know they're going to be run down a little bit. It depends on how they bounce back. I think uh, Coach Trevisano will have them ready to play, and uh, they'll come in and get the job done. Uh, Euclid, uh, you know, pretty much the same thing. They've had a good season this year. They lost to uh, a St. Ignatius team that uh, has been kind of up and down this year. Did beat so, Moeller last week, though, yeah, as, we, as we expected on that long yes, drive. Yes, yes. Um, but uh, I, I can't pick against Menor. I think at the end of the day, I think Menor's numbers probably win this game. Menor it is, folks. You heard it there first. Uh, we'll move on. This is a really big game up in the Mahoning Valley. Huge game in the Mahoning Valley. You have Fitch, number six in Region 1. They're 6-2. and two, And they're playing Boardman tonight, who's number six in Region 5 at 5-3. Five and three. And this is a... I won't say if the loser is eliminated, but the winner... Sure is in a whole lot better spot. Rivalry game. Uh, you got Anarella at what 180 years old at Fitch, but yeah, still there, still there, and he's got him playing pretty well. So who, who do you like in the Fitch Boardman game tonight? Well, I'll tell you, you got teams that do different things well. Um, I, at the end of the day, I think it's, it definitely is a coaching duel to some extent, and I I tend to want to give this one to Phil Anarella and Fitch. Boardman is another up and down team. Uh, you know, if, if you take away that fumble in the third quarter against Maslin, uh, this would have been a different outcome. Fitch would be a different team right now. Um, but I, at the end of the day, I'm going to go with Fitch because of their overall speed. They're probably uh, probably a little faster. Boardman's probably a little bigger. But I think here, I think Fitch is a little bit more tested. So I like the Falcons in this game and, in a close one. And one of the big knocks on Boardman the last three or four years is they have not been able to win the big, that big game yeah, to the, put the them over the, the top. Season, yeah, and it's hurt them every year. Yeah, everybody's kind of just waited and said, well, they have a potential to be an elite team, but yeah. they just find a way to not do it every year. I think coaching makes a difference in this game. Um, then we'll go to another game. This is not going to be a game. I just wanted to bring it up because we had a 100-point alert last week. Um Num- Maslin, who's number one in Region 7, probably the second-best team in Division 2, I think, hands down. They beat Sandy Valley. What, San- was it Sandy Valley, PA? Sun Valley. Sun Valley, Valley PA. New PA. 101-6 last week. Yes, yes, people, you heard that right. 101-6. Well, anybody that's you know that knows me and knows my disdain for Louisville, they're going to get it tonight because oh, – Maslin is going to Louisville, who's five and three, number fifteen in Region Nine, and they're going to get leoparded. 
yeah, tonight. Yeah, I think that's a safe bet there. Uh, Tigertown is uh, setting up a portable station in Louisville tonight. And uh, I don't think uh, they're going to score as many points as last week, but it'll still be way too much for Louisville. 62-7, to Maslin in their speed. However, I will say this. Um, Maslin took it on the chin in the PR department last week, and this was a, uh, a uh, PR nightmare for their athletic department, trying to explain away why you played what was basically a Division VI school here in Ohio. Um, and then their athletic director finally came out, and you know they weren't really pleased either. But this is what happens when you come to play football in Maslin, Ohio. You become a sacrifice. And that will teach them a lesson not to become a sacrifice again. With that being said, Louisville is going to find out no matter where they play what it's like to play non-NBC members, and they will be smoked properly tonight. And, of course, Maslin going to be heading into the showdown next week. McKinley's got a tough one tonight against Perry, but they should win that game. So Maslin-McKinley next week could be two 9-0 football teams. For the first time in a very long time. A very time. long time. And I think I tried to do some research on this, but I think the last time McKinley and Maslin came into this game undefeated, I think it was 1999, and before that it was 1983. So... You know, both teams coming in undefeated, it would be great. I think Maslin's definitely the better team. Oh, here. yeah, hands down, um, no doubt. Reardon is a better coach, but uh, Nate Moore is a solid individual, and I, I have a lot of respect for Nate Moore and the Tigers. So, you know, this is shaping up to be a great game. But tonight, tonight's going to be a bloodletting in, in Louisville. And uh, then we're going to move on. We got another, uh, we got, again, a lot of big games tonight, people. I posted earlier on the page that this is a. Uh, the playoffs start for a lot of teams tonight, basically. You either yes, you either exactly. win these games or you don't play in Week 11. So these, it's big. Um, we got Hubbard, who's number three in Region 13. They piped Struthers last week, which surprised both of us. Yes. Not we, we both had picked Hubbard to win, but not at a 41 to nothing clip that yeah, they did. Exactly. Well, they have another tough game this week. They're again, I said eight and zero, number three in Region 13. They're going to Poland this week who's number five in Region 13. So this is another one of those. Poland's kind of underachieved here the last few weeks. They're 6-2, and two and usually Poland's, you know, 7-1, and 8-0 oh at this point. So underachieving Poland team, um, you, you you thinking Hubbard's just rolling still? They're going to hand it to them? Yeah, I... I... Poland is uh, Poland's a hard team to figure out. I think it's just a combination of, of uh, youth, and I think the part of the schedule just slapping them in the face, pretty much. <clears throat> I think Hubbard probably does what they've been doing all year, <clears throat> and that's using their extreme speed. You know, for for Hubbard, this is probably one of their fastest teams, and that's that's a lot considering some of the fine teams they've had over the years. But this is another bloodletting. And I, I like Hubbard big tonight. Uh, then we're going to move on to one of the best hopes if you're looking for a potential regional champ in our area, uh, the LeBray Vikings, number two in Region 17. They're 8-0. They get a good little litmus test tonight because they're at Girard, who's number 11 in Region 13. They're 7-1. The knock on Girard the last 10 years is they don't play anybody. They win eight or nine games every year, and sometimes they don't make the playoffs. So I don't think it's so much that LeBray – might lose this football game, but this is one where if LeBray beats them by 50, it's a it's a little bit of an eye-catcher. Game's at Girard. Girard has to win, basically, to have any chance 
to make it into the playoffs. I actually just had a typo. Gerard is not in Region 13. They're in Region 17, I believe. They're in the same... They are in Division 5, I don't believe. Or No, they're in Division 4. Never mind. So, you taking LeBray again tonight? I, yeah, I just don't LeBray's think Le- just got Gerard's got athlete. enough. LeBray is Warren Western Reserve of the past. A lot of the former... You'll, you'll see the Hartmans and a lot of these families from the far west side. You know, you got you got a lot of football families in the in the in LeBray football in the Levittsburg area. So uh, LeBray LeBray will win this game. Gerard is a is a good football team. They're they're very solid. Um, they are very they're they're very plus in the turnover take and the turnover margin. Uh, takeaways many more than their giveaways. I think I saw a stat where they're like plus ten. So uh, Gerard is a very clean football team. And if they can play a clean football game tonight, I think they can stay in it. But at the end of the day, this is probably LeBray's best team since the 1980s when they were a mainstay every year in the playoffs. I will go down to Columbiana County now. A a big game, maybe not so much for playoff aspirations for one team, but for a league championship. Um, We got Columbiana. They're going to Southern, Selaneville Southern tonight. Columbiana's number 13 in that Region 21, which they can win the next two and probably still don't have enough. But they are 4-0 in the, uh, what is their league? Eastern Eastern Ohio yeah, Athletic the, Conference, yeah, EOAC, something, whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Um, Southern, of course, 7-1. and Their only loss coming, the, the piping, which the score was a little closer, but it was a physical piping that United gave them. Um Columbiana beat United, so I'm going to uh, go out on a limb and say if United was that much better than Southern, Columbiana probably is too. Yeah, I think Columbiana goes in there and wins the game. So Columbiana probably wins this, wraps up the comp, the league tonight. But if they do lose, if Southern were to pull off the upset, then the United Eagles have a shot winning their last two games to get a to get a tie atop the conference and win a conference championship and, and uh, Coach Ogilvie's first year down there. Um United tonight is is home. They get Toronto, who's coming in number nine in Region 25. They're three and five. The, they're they need a win to get into the playoffs. United's not re, number eleven, so they're they slim chances to get in, but they're still a little bit. Um, I think United wins again. I don't think they lose a game the rest of yeah, the year. Yeah, I think this is this is pretty much uh, you know Toronto is a team that's, that's playing the numbers game and they've struggled here to field. Uh, 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 you know, more than 30, 35 kids on their football team. So I look here to see about the same thing. United is really starting to come on. They have a nice option game. They have a solid offensive line. They have decent depth for the division that they're in. They have over 40 players. So I like United tonight. In fact, I like United to finish the season with an excellent 8-2 record. And that's, you know, you're talking first year for a coach coming in, changing the system, and going eight and two. I think, and one of the losses again, Columbia on overtime. Yeah, that's a, a game that they, a game that they really, very, very much had a chance to win that game. So exactly. Yeah. So very, very good year so far for United. Um, big game here tonight for playoff and league. At, you know, aspects. McDonald's number ten in Region Twenty One. They're eight zero, and they're at Western Reserve who's number 12 in Region 21, who's 7-1. and one. Here's where this gets interesting. If Western Reserve wins this game, that means Western Reserve, McDonald, and Springfield all could have one loss when it's all said and done after tonight. None of them could make the playoffs. 
you could have the champ of this conference not make the playoffs. And I, this is this is not a knock on Springfield or McDonald or Western Reserve because they've all, all three of them have very good programs. But this is what happens when you join a league with Waterloo, Jackson, Milton, Sebring, and and etc. They, they, I mean, you, it's great for competition locally. But yes, when it absolutely. Comes down time for the playoffs. It hurts you. you. Schedule a Sandy Valley or uh, playing Tusky Valley or you know some one of these teams that are at least the fair equivalent of your size. I mean, even Mineral Ridge. Uh, this is what you're going to run into. You got to play decent competition unless you plan on just having a nice record it, yep. and winning your league. And I mean, McDonald could go ten and zero and not make it. I've seen that happen in the past. They're, they're on the bubble at number 10, and there's enough teams in front of them that have quality wins that are getting second-level points. It would be the first time in this area. If too, there's any them. of you out there that are listen, that will listen to this and you don't understand how high school football playoffs work, let me know. I can explain to you how the first-level points, second-level points. High school sports is not like every other sport where it's all popularity. Ohio high school football, it's who you've beat and then who they beat and who they continue to beat through the rest of the year that gets you playoff points. That's why you'll see teams with three or four losses be way ahead of a team that only has one loss. Better opposition, you beat them, you get more points playing them. So, and again, I, I'm i going to take, I'll go Western Reserve tonight simply because they've already played Springfield, so they've already played a better team. I know, I think McDonald has as well. I think McDonald beat them. I'm going to go with Western Reserve as well. I'm going to go with Western Reserve to throw a wrench to throw a wrench in the entire league's playoff plans. Yeah. I like Western Reserve as well. Um, once again, you have another team, another established program that wins year in and year out. Um, they, what I have seen of them this year is uh, they're a very good football team. McDonald's also. You know, a very good football team, but I think Western Reserve is a little more battle tested. Uh, they got a little better numbers, so I'm like you. I'm taking Western Reserve as well. And then we're going to go into the two games. Here are two huge games. We had a very tough decision to make as far as which game to go to. Um, we're simply going to this one that we're going to pick because it's a little bit closer, and we don't want to jinx our Raiders too much. And, and yeah, Warren, exactly. we, we 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 finally watched them beat Mooney for the first time. Live and oh god, a long, a long time. time. You could go so back into the 2003, we don't, we don't, we don't want to jinx them yeah, yet. We so, we're going to the West Branch Marlington game. West Branch had a huge clunker, still don't really, not really sure what happened last week, but I'm curious to see how they respond tonight because they're number, they're only number 14 in the region, so they're not out of this playoff race simply because they can get a big quality win tonight if they can do it. And if there's any of you out there, this is this is one of the best rivalry games around because this game is always close. This is a lot like Harding Mooney last week. This game is always close. I've seen Marlington have terrible teams and almost win the game. I've seen West Branch have terrible teams and almost win the game. Um, when we went to this game two years ago, West Branch was average at best. Marlington was undefeated, and West Branch actually should have won the football game. Very, very close game. It's at Marlington, their, their nice new field they got up there. Marlington's 7-1. and one. Uh, They are number 6 in Region 9. They're looking to win to win this tonight to set up a league championship showdown next week with Alliance. Um, I don't know if West Branch has enough to win this game tonight, 
the team itself is so young at the skill positions. They're hot and cold, folks. One week they'll play great, and you'll go, oh, boy, they're going to turn the corner. And then the next week, mistakes. Yeah, yeah, and it's just, you know, they're, they're moving the football. The, the offensive line is really the strength to this team. Uh, Brock Hilliard is a great athlete, and once he learns – what he's looking at a little bit more as the season goes on because he's really made some questionable decisions and that's nothing unusual for a sophomore, sophomore quarterback. Um, yep. But uh, I look at this game and I at right eight. I, oh. I look at this game and I see something. It's not right eight. That uh, keep going. Um, I see this game as, as coming down to who likes, makes the least amount of mistakes. I think West Branch has everything to stay in the game. But at the end of the day, when you have two teams of equal match and, you know, you go with the home team. So it's not unusual when I say this, but I, I believe Marlington is a, is a playoff-worthy team, a, a, a team that could, you know, could have a home game. i really like to see West Branch win this game, but I'm going to go with Marlington just because it's a home game and because they, they make less mistakes than West Branch. And I, I agree. I will take Marlington, but I, this will be a close. I will be shocked if this is not at least within 10 points. These, Like I said, these teams every year, these teams every year, we're looking for Sauberg. It's not Rite Aid. It's CBS or whatever's up there. Yeah. These two teams, when they play every year, it's usually always very close. So like I said, even if one's good and one's not. So this, this should be a fun game to go to. That's why we went. It's a little bit closer. But and then we're going to go into our last high school game tonight. And... That's a big one. I Warren Harding Monday was number five in Region Five. Well, they did some correcting in the computer points. They're now point two ahead of Nordonia. Harding is now number four, which gives them a home game. Uh, they play at home tonight, and Youngstown East comes in, coming off probably the biggest win that program's had in a long time. And you look at Youngstown East's last two games. They've beat Poland, and they've beat Canfield. So they're coming into this game playing very good football. They don't score a ton. They have a great defense. Um, I I think as long as Harding plays to their capabilities, they win this football game tonight. Um, unfortunately, their head coach does have a track record of Whoopsie daisies in these in yeah, these yeah, in these games. And change foot kind of thing, but you know. this is a game. Harding wins this tonight. They they beat Howland next week with ease. So Harding's a has a home playoff game. Yeah, you're um, bouncing off. From and there and like we said last week, this is big because if Harding can win, they can get up to that three line. And if they can get to the three, they don't play Hoban the second week if they can win the first game. So very big game tonight. Uh, Youngstown East is number four in Region 13. So they they're again they're playing. They got a lot on the line too. They're playing for a home game in Division Four, so this should be a very good game as well. We were torn about it to go there, but like I said, we didn't want to press our luck with Harding two weeks in a row. Um, what? How do you, how do you think this game goes? I'm going to take Harding, but I'm going to take them close. I, I Youngstown East is a battle-tested team. They will compete at Mollenkopf Stadium tonight. It will be a close game, at least for I'd say three quarters. It, Harding will have to work. And I think you look back at last year's game, Harding won 54-21. to And East gave you some glimpses of how good they could be. Um, they turned the football over a lot. This is still a problem this year. However, they are winning the turnover battle. And I think this is the reason why East is a 6-2 and two football team. Uh, Warren is the same. They have uh, their turnovers that they have flipped the script and they have played like they did back in uh, 2009-2010. 
2012 when they went 9-1 and one and they had flipped the script and only had six turnovers the entire season. Um, this game's going to be close. Uh, the last time East defeated Harding was in 2009. So this game will be a lot of fun. I, I, I do believe at the end of the day that Harding has better athletes and they're bigger. They're bigger and they're more physical. Um, I think that uh, East is very small and fast, but their quarterback is very small, and he's not hes not the biggest thrower in the world, so if you keep him in the pocket, you can beat him, and that's, he's a scrambler and a runner, and out of the RPO, um, you keep him in the pocket, and you're going to, you're going to shut him down, so I like Harding, believe it or not, a little bigger here than my colleague. I, I think I think Harding beats East tonight, forty to twenty-two. Ooh. I think that the defense is where this is going to make the difference. I think Warren is getting better every week on the defensive side of the ball. If it had not been for Mooney's quarterback on a lot of jailbreak runs, Mooney basically had seventy-five yards rushing the entire game. So I like the Raiders big in this game. Oh, I all come in the second half. I'll say this: if Harding beats them that bad, look out, Division Two. Not not. As far as not Hoban, of course, but any other team Harding can get paired with, look out because I <laughs> defense is the difference. Yes, uh, right. I, that, I believe well, that this is the best defense they've had in six years. Yeah, I can I can agree with that. All right, so we'll we'll jump into our college football here real quick. We're just going to go through again like we did last week. Um, we will do this like we did last week with our we'll do our Ohio State preview on the way home. That way we can give you some of the de- some of the scores from high school football, and we can get you know our 15 20 minute in-depth analysis on Ohio State so we of course allocate more time to them than all the other teams that we don't like um, and that's always a big list <laughs> uh, the big 10 slate a little better this week than it was last week but still not much but uh, we'll open it up we got Maryland who's four and two they're at number 19 Iowa who's five and one I think Iowa wins this game big I think um, Kirk Ferentz finally this year has accepted that he needs to run the spread. So he brings this Nate Stanley kid in, and Purdue is going for, not Purdue, Iowa will go for something this week they've never done in the Kirk Ferentz era. If Iowa scores 40 points this week, the third week in that's a row. the third week in a row. Yes, that has never happened before under Kirk Ferentz. Right. So I think Iowa wins this game probably pretty easy. Maryland may c- compete for a little while, but I think Iowa at the end of the day too much. And the game's at Iowa as well, so it, 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 it's got Iowa written all over it, I think. Maryland's had a lot of injury problems. Yeah, they, they have. And I think this this hurts them in the end. However, I will say this. You know, if things go right early, Maryland is a kind of football team that can make this a game because they have great athletes. Maryland still has the problem of not being physical. Yep. And this is going to get them in trouble at, uh, at Niall Kinnick Stadium against uh, what looks like to be the best offensive and defensive lines in the Big Ten right now in the West. So I like Iowa in this game to double up on Maryland. Yeah, I, I agree. Double up. And it, it'll be competitive. I think Maryland will make it competitive at least for a while. To the Michigan game. Yes, they'll compete, but they just don't have. At the end of the day, they don't have enough. You want Beeson Street, so I don't think it's yet. Yeah, I think we have it. Uh, and then we'll another head scratcher team. I don't know what the heck happened last week, but Penn State—they're at Indiana this week. I, 
Initially, I'd say they got no worries about this game, but I don't know now. I'm a little, my confidence in Penn State's a little shaken after the clunker that they, and folks, it's a clunker. Michigan State is still not as good as they played last week. Penn State lost that football game. Well, I'll tell you, this is my feeling. You'll turn left at this lane. I have, my feeling on Penn State's this. Mark D'Antonio, the head coach of Michigan State, when he plays you, and you know you have a better team, he will make you go out and go against what you normally do. I don't know if it's an intimidation thing, um, but somehow he will get you, just like the 2015 Ohio State-Michigan State game, where Ohio State threw the ball eight times, okay? They were averaging 300 yards passing a game, but they went against what they normally did, and they ran the football uh, with JT Barrett, and it just it didn't work for him, okay? He gets you out of your game, he's going to beat you, all right? Here's what's going to happen with Penn State. They're going to be pissed. I believe Indiana, They have if they have any chance in this game, they've got to start early. I think Penn State will be very pissed, and they will blow Indiana to Mars. And I think this score, you're going to see a very worn-down Indiana team because Indiana's really been pushed to the limit here. So I like, I like, I like uh, Penn State by a lot. Uh, then we'll jump to the Big 12. Uh, Oklahoma, 5-1. They're number 9 in the country. They're going to TCU, and TCU's been very up and down. They're 3-3. Three and three. They got a couple good wins. They got a couple of head scratchers. Um, any chance Oklahoma goes in and stumbles No. in, in Corpus Christi? No, because once again, you're facing another team that is not physical, and you have a TCU team that gassed themselves in the Ohio State game, and it's not been the same since because Ohio State had a blueprint to stop TCU. Uh, Robinson, very adequate quarterback. He's a spread quarterback, and he's getting better throwing the football every week. But when I look at this team, they're not physical. Oklahoma is physical, and they're going to be pissed again this week. Oklahoma easily. Here's a surprise team we're going to go into, and we'll give a a great, a, you know, hallelujah to our old our old uh, former defensive coordinator Luke Fickle. He has the Cincinnati Bearcats playing some really good football. Six and zero, number twenty in the nation. Uh, they, they take a little sneaky trip to Philadelphia to play the Temple Owls. Temple's one of them teams, always pretty good every year. They've played Penn State very tough in the past. Um, like I said, Luke Fickle has this Cincinnati team playing very well. Um, let's hope they can go in there and get to 7-0. and And this American Conference, they could have three teams set up down the stretch with UCF, who's undefeated, USF, who's undefeated, and Cincinnati, who's undefeated. So they can have a very fun November coming up in the American Conference. So we're not even really going to pick the Cincinnati Temple game. Just a shout out to our, you know, the former defensive coordinator, Luke Fickle. He's got them playing extremely well. I'll pick an upset here. I think Temple, when you go to play Temple, Temple has had a couple of games, a couple of head-scratching wins. I'm picking Temple in an upset. It's a tough play. Like I said, a lot of teams, Penn State has struggled with them the past few years. That's a hard place to play a football game where years ago, you were basically like the Northwestern Wildcats of the 80s. You pretty much guaranteed yourself a win. The, the, the only game in the ACC the whole year that'll be any big because the ACC is terrible. Um, NC State undefeated. They're going to Clemson, number three and undefeated. This is a sneaky game because, to me, Clemson has issues at quarterback. They have a true freshman now. You have no backup anymore. So it's his, it's his keys to his car. Their backup quarterback's a receiver they converted. Um, I don't think NC State's a great opponent. They just haven't played anybody. 
Right where them cars went in. Um, but this could this could be this could pose problems for Clemson just because haven't played anybody. Clemson has a great defense, no doubt. But this is one of those games where I just if Clemson wins, they go undefeated because the ACC is yeah. This is the last nobody has any chance to beat them. I I think uh, Clemson gets it done. I, I do too. I think maybe close, but nothing. Yeah, the defense is definitely gonna is, is definitely holding them. Um, but they do have a solid offensive line. I think uh, teams have kind of gouged them here, maybe in the last couple of uh, weeks, overcrowding the line of scrimmage and making it uh, making this a, a bigger game, making you know teams staying closer. But this is Clemson's uh, this is Clemson Stadium. They don't lose at home often. You know they go out there and rub the rock before they go out on the field. I don't see, I don't see. I think this will be a good game. But I, at the end of the day, this is this is really. Uh, this is really Clemson's game to win. Then we got a, a game that, again, I think is a trap game. And this Mississippi State at LSU. LSU, of course, coming off the just whipping that they gave Georgia last week that we both actually kind of expected them to give. Um, and it is funny to watch our backup quarterback wreak havoc on the mighty, vaunted SEC. But yeah, it has been. This is a trap game for LSU because you're coming off the biggest win they've had in probably 10 years. And a decent Mississippi State team comes in. It is in Baton Rouge. You got LSU two weeks from now. They got the big one against Alabama. But I think LSU gets it done, but this could be closer than closer than expected. I agree with you. I think LSU gets it done. Uh, then one more, and then we're going to run into our stadium here. And again, we'll touch. We'll all be back in touch here in a couple hours. Um, is the marquee game in the Big Ten this week? Michigan going to make the trip to East Lansing, where they've not played very well the last ten years ish. Uh, Michigan State coming off the emotional win in Happy Valley. Does does D'Antonio own Harbaugh? Yet again. I think coaching-wise, I think he's a better coach. Once again, D'Antonio gets in your head, and he he makes he, he gets you to go out of what you do uh, defensively or offensively. I this Michigan's just too good a football team right now. Um, I, th- I think it could be a game, but it could be like the Wisconsin game. I think the only chance that Michigan State has in this game is if they is if they force Michigan out of their game plan. Um, but I could see that happening. I think this will be a good football game for a while. The weather will be a big thing. The weather will always be an issue. But if you're an Ohio State fan right now, you want Michigan to win this game because this is the elimination match. Eliminate everybody behind you and make Ohio State-Michigan the game of the year in the Big Ten. And that's what you want because the winner takes all in the East. And it, so, and it don't get any better than that. That last Saturday where it, everything's on the line. Yes, and, and that's Jack up want. the intensity another notch. Because but. it doesn't matter how good or bad Michigan is when they come to Columbus, they're going to play Ohio State hard. So you might as well have them coming in with lots with some, of confidence with, like two and, years ago. And with just as much on the line as you have. Exactly. So I like Michigan in this game big 38 to 20 that's what I, I like them big I think it's a game for a while and then the 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 uh the savior does does it all for the Wolverines and we get to hear about it uh, uh for another <laughs> week about how great they are and they're gonna win it all <laughs> all right everybody well that'll wrap up our our game previews here um we'll be back here in a few hours um we will do some high school wrap-ups like we did last week and then we will of course dive into 
the Ohio State game that they have tomorrow at Purdue. Um, again, we will dive into some high school scores. And, again, we'll talk to you here in a couple hours. Uh, go Raiders. Go Eagles. Uh, let's go Warriors. Get a big win tonight. Right, let's see what, Let's see what we can do. And uh, we'll talk to you all here in about three hours. Yes, Until yes. then, we're out. Thank you.